Hello and welcome to another episode of No Plans to Merge. I'm your host, Caleb Porzio. I'm your other host, Dan Hoburn. And today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Florida and the slight inconsistency of the internet quality between Buffalo and Florida. It's better in Buffalo, folks. You think so? Yeah. You think I'm being bad right now? Yes. Really? Yeah. Wow. This like uh, you blink, like you're blinking and stuff. A lot. You're doing a lot of blinking, first of all. So let's talk about that. Um, but like, a lot of your blinks are like, you're getting stuck with your eyes closed, and then like it's catching up. Oh, now I'm blinking a lot because I yeah opened my eyes. Um, Daniel, that's weird. That's really weird, yeah. bro. Um, yeah, I have like 300 megabits per second here, or something wild. Yeah. You might I bet um, if I run an internet speed test, I bet it'll go slower and even worse. Dude, my speed test is like off the charts. So yeah. good. Like way better than Buffalo. Hmm. Could be me. I mean, it could be me. I could have bad internet. You know, it could be the palm trees. That's true. Creating they do. interference. Yeah. They do interrupt. Yeah. I know I honestly think my internet <sighs> is golden right here, but uh, what do I know about that? You can yeah. we can we deduce this? Because you come through fine for me. Yep. Does that tell us anything? Uh, well, so is it your upload speed good? So also? my upload speed could be garbage and that would explain it. Or your upload download. speed. No, my download could be bad. Wait, if your download was bad, right, 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 your download. So, I mean, Because you're coming just, through fine for me. Let's just do it for the listener, you do know? Do it, yeah, because they're dying to know. I'll run the full speed test. I only did the down. So sure. we're going to need internet speed test. I'm just doing the Google one. You doing the Google one? Or are you doing like I'm speed? doing fast.com. Fa- okay. All right. Okay, buddy. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's compare our numbers when you're when you're done. All right. So I got uh, my down is 210. Uh-huh. Um, and it just shows me the down. Okay. Now it's and then getting more info and then it does up. Now it's getting the up. So the up is currently hovering around 250. Now it's 250. Your up is two fifty. Yeah. Wow. My up. Uh, my down is one forty. Um, and my up is fourteen. Ooh. But my but up would, wouldn't. Yeah. Wouldn't that wouldn't affect the issues? I know. You know. Weird, bro. Yeah. Weird yeah isn't trend. that wild though? Two ten and two fifty. My upload is faster than my download. It's wild. That is wild. You sure it's yeah. not like two fifty kilobytes per second? Oh, you're right. It's just bits per second. Yeah, it's just 250 <laughs> pigeons sent every second. Yeah. With a little packet yeah. tied to their leg. Um <sighs> Decole, have we talked about um speaking of bits, have we talked mm-hmm. about raid duplication like storage duplication, storage backup no, stuff? No, we haven't. Do you have a raid? No, but I just like I was recently reminded of like a the really fun way that one of the raids work. I don't know which one, mm-hmm. like the common one. And I think it's just so cool. So there's zero, one, and five are the common ones. Oh, you know the numbers. Yeah. So which one is it? If I have, okay, which one is it? If I have one hard drive and one backup drive, which one's that? Mm-hmm. I think that's five. Okay. And then if I have two hard drives and one backup drive for those two, what's that? I think think that might be raid one okay 
That's and then fun. zero is the like living on the edge dangerously. Two hard oh. drives, no backup drive. <gasps> oh, it Where partitions it, like a part of each of them or something. Yeah, which means if you lose one hard drive, you lose all your data. Wait, because your data is striped across both drives. So, so what's... like a given file, half of it is stored on one drive and half is stored on the other drive. No. But that means that your access is twice as fast because to stream a file, you're not limited by the, the speed of one drive, right? So you get it in so, parallel. So this is RAID what? I think that's RAID 0. And so the benefit of RAID 0, has not, it's not backup it's at all. It's extreme speed. It's just extreme file access speed, disk access. That is fantastic. That's really yeah, cool. It's, it's cool. Oh, I dig that. Um. You, so raid one is the one that you have two drives and then I one think raid one is the one where there is a backup drive for your two drives yeah but like that's also like all of those are sketchy to me the ones what? where they're because it's like it's only using like so the way it works is like each drive is backed up half on the other drive and half on the backup drive right isn't that how that works no it's way not better yeah can i give it to you yeah give it to me okay so it's basically like, um, like a, I'm trying to think of the bitwise, bitwise and I think mm-hmm. is like, um, well, you or know, is, I won't, is it XOR? Are they XORing the data? I don't, yeah, I don't remember the, exa- but yeah, basically that. So like if hard drive one, if the, the first bit register in hard drive one is one mm-hmm. and the second one is zero, then the third one will be, uh, it will be zero. Uh, I don't know. How does it work? Is it just not the first one? Or how does how, it, it would just compare the first two? And okay, so let's say that it's and. So let's say mm-hmm. that like the first register and the first drive is one, the, se- the first register and the second drive is zero. So one and mm-hmm. zero is zero. So the third one would be zero. Mm-hmm. So if you cut out the middle one, you could perform the and with the outer two and say one and zero is zero. So make that a zero. And then if right, you perform the right, and right, with right, the right, right, right two right, and right. not the leftmost one at zero and zero is one. So you can always triangulate as long as you have two of the three drives. Two of the sources. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Isn't that so cool? cool? Super yeah, satisfying. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, bud. You know what I have is sort of a problem over here is that I have a lot of different storage media in my gaming computer. Okay. Um, and I have no rating at all. I just have a bunch of big hard drives. And so I'll run out of space on one and then I'll like start installing things on the other one. Yeah. Because games are really big, you know? So like I've got like multiple one terabyte drives in there. So how does this work? Is this like, um, I'm trying to think to like, you know, 50 years ago when I had an actual a desktop computer. container, yeah. uh, whatever, ATX, whatever, with like bays. Mm-hmm. So you, mm-hmm. you're saying you're just like popping another drive in a bay well, I mean, up so cord, first of all, drives are not like something. big now. Drives are tiny little SSDs. So e- oh, okay, so like even I'm I'm thinking like I'm picturing like a SATA drive is like the slim version of the big fatties. No, I mean it's this like is the, like, it's like the size less. of like a credit card. No way. I mean it's thicker. Dude, right? I don't it's know like, anything about computers. It's like the anymore. size of like a pack of gum. Okay, like if you get one of those flat packs of gum. Yeah, you know, it's like, like that's a, how big a Obit Wintimint. Sure. Yeah, um, an Orbit Wintermint, exactly. Orbit Wintermint. Um, okay. So it's like a size of one of those. Um, and you can get those up to like probably 16 terabytes now. Um, they're insanely expensive. A terabyte is like 70 bucks for yeah. an SSD. That's 80 not bucks, bad. Something like that. 
So I've got like good. two one terabyte uh, SSDs, and uh, then I've got four terabytes of spinning hard drive. Gotcha. Um, which I really don't use. Because when mm. I built the computer, I was like, okay, I'm just going to have 256 gigs of SSD, and then I'm just going to have the rest be spinning hard drive. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I realized, like, well, games are really big, mm-hmm. and games are the place where the SSD actually matters. Right. You never want to run it off the So disk. I never want to put the games on the spinning hard drive. So I ended up just, like, so I have them, but nothing's on them. Um, so how do they fit in your computer if they're so small? Is there, like... So they're literally just, like, Velcroed to the to things. Cool. Just because you like like, taking Velcro Velcro and just like... I take Velcro sticky tape and stick it to the case and I stick it to the hard drive or to the SSD and I just stick it in places where I think they look good. Nice. Yeah. Sweet. Did you ever get into like custom um, enclosures, like putting like plexiglass like on a... I mean, my my case has a window, but it's not custom in any way. Okay. I just bought it with one. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, but cool. uh i am i mean listen here's the deal i want to keep making my computer better mm-hmm. here honestly i'm kind of behind a rock behind a rock behind a place before, and a- before a hard place right now um which mm-hmm. is that i want to act, like i'm actually like willing to spend some money on making my computer better but there, it's actually impossible to buy any of the things i want to buy so because of the pandemic just because of reasons because of a combination of like the pandemic and the bitcoin price but okay you're just saying like supply chain wise like supply chain wise i can't buy any of the things so like and like for a long time i've been like eh like this is not a smart thing to spend money on is like upgrading this computer it's fine it's good enough you know yeah and then cyberpunk came out yeah uh you know about cyberpunk right i do cyberpunk came out i played it it was fine, but I have like a two generations old graphics card now. Um, and this is a game that it was a, it was the best two generations old graphics card, right? Two generations ago, it was the best graphics card. Okay. Um, but now it doesn't have ray tracing, which means it doesn't have all the sexiness of cyberpunk. Like the game what, still looks what great. What is ray tracing? So ray tracing is basically like... Um, so light, you know how light behaves as rays, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so ray tracing is basically like doing vector math with okay. light, um, which means that they can do stuff like um, very easily with very few cycles, calculate like reflections accurately and stuff like that, or uh, refractions. Gotcha. reflections or refractions so like if you're in the game and you see like a stream flowing and the sun's beaming down like getting those like i don't know just getting precise reflections off of the ripples in the water or something like that yeah or like if you are standing across a stream from somebody else and you see their reflection in the stream oh right accurately right, right. reflected oh man as the so how water is it done without it ray tracing so it would it would have to literally be like frame by frame pixel mapping right so it's sort of like the difference between photoshop and illustrator oh interesting it's like intelligent um so ray tracing is using vectors instead of using like pixel by pixel calculation dope so which means it takes way less processing power for a really cool impressive result you know 
And like the the a lot of games are just starting to add ray tracing support where it really looks good, you know. Yeah. So for the last generation of GPUs, the twenty the two thousand series, right? So the GTX twenty seventy, GTX twenty eighty, all those. No. Problem. Um, it, those these are all NVIDIA GPUs. Okay. Um, so or they were RTX actually. So for a long time, GPUs from NVIDIA were GTX, right? So. Yep. GTX 950. The GTX you think I had me one of those? A little fatty with a fan on it. Mm-hmm. Pretty excited about it. So that went up until the 10 series. Okay. Uh, so the one I have is a GTX 1080 Ti, which is the best 10 series GPU. Yeah. Um, then the 20 series comes out and they changed it from GTX to RTX because it's now got ray tracing. So hey, R- RTX, right? So the RTX series came out. And they were not a massive performance boost over the other ones for things that were not ray tracing related, Mm -hmm. right? So if you were playing a game with ray tracing, these things made it amazing. Okay. If you were not playing a game with ray tracing, they were only a pretty small performance boost over the tens. Yep. Right? Plus, they were really expensive. So that led to not a lot of people bought them, right? But the general sentiment... And leaks from NVIDIA and stuff said the 30 series is going to be a lot faster and a lot cheaper. So everyone, including this guy, went, well, I'm not buying a 20 series then. I'm just going to wait two years or a year or whatever and get a 30 series when they come out. So now here we all are. A whole generation of gamers didn't buy graphics cards. There's a pandemic. There's supply chain issues. And... uh, And... And Bitcoin goes to 40k or whatever, right? Okay. And okay. we're all so sitting that's why here the Bitcoin like, price I directly, want a GPU yeah. now because I didn't buy the last one, and these ones are cheap and fast and great, and you just can't buy them, dude. You gotta talk to your brother-in-law. He's probably got like, dude, a first of all, they're not, they're not married. Um, okay, so he's just a. I've never met just, him in person. Just, he's just dude. a guy. He's just a guy <laughs> who's dating my sister. You know. Okay. Um. And second of all, I've already gotten, I already got this GPU from him. Oh, really? You know, this, this is a free GPU. I was on Dude, a 1070 so cool. and I got a 1080 Ti. That is so, so cool. anyway, but he must have a source. Yeah. He's got that. Yeah. Those Bitcoin guys, they, he's, they have, he's a, got like a guy in China door. who like takes them off a pallet or something. Right. For sure. Um, question about that. So if the RTX had ray tracing and if I, if I was playing a game with the GTX, that used ray tracing could i still play it and use the ray tracing it would just like tax my gpu more no so the ray tra- all the ray tracing math just doesn't exist which means that games that have ray tracing in them also ship with a version that doesn't have ray tracing crazy which and means often that you there's just visual effects that you're just not getting yeah which means like so for example in cyberpunk like half the reflections in the game don't exist for me because like so it's like it's like a futuristic kind of Tokyo style city, yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. very like Blade Runnery, you know. Yeah. And so there's all these neon lights, and it's nighttime, and the streets are wet. Yeah. You know, it's just like a reflective wonderland. Mm-hmm. And for other people, it's like amazing. Mm-hmm. And for me, they just kind of like blur the color of the light onto some things to make it like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, there's a red light here, which means this would be kind of reddish yeah. over here. Whereas, like, for other people, you're like, 
as you walk, like the reflections are all accurately changing based on your position mm. and what's going on. And if someone shoots a gun, the, the actual reflection of that shows up in the street, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, I want all that. Yeah. So the, so the, these new GPUs have like some hardware that is specifically specific hardware for this math. Yeah. Interesting. I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm guessing you can't give me any like information I, beyond I, that, the, but I'd the, be really the curious. The limit of things yeah. that I know. Yep. <laughs> yeah, would be fun to know though. Like, yeah. Okay. Um. Word. Word. So word. there's that. So I wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. Um. My CPU has been my bottleneck for a while. Um, and I'm kind of at a crossroads with which way to go with it. Um, because I could just get a slightly faster CPU for not that much money. Yeah. Um that has the same slot, same socket, and slap it in. But this socket, I think there's like a new AMD socket of CPU coming out. Um, so I have the AMD Ryzen 5 1600 or 27, I don't know. Okay. Um, but I have like a a pretty good Ryzen 5 CPU, but like at this point like when I look at what's throttling most games, it's CPU, right? Um, And I play some games like Factorio where the constraint is not um, GPU because it's not a graphically intensive game. The constraint is that I've got 100,000 robots flying back and forth delivering goods. (laughs) And so just calculating which robots are doing what is just super CPU intensive. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I need some CPU enhancements. Um, So my my thinking and this i haven't done all my research on yet is like i should see if this new amd socket thing is coming out or has already come out i don't know if it has or not and if there has then like why buy a new g a new cpu for an old socket why not just like upgrade my motherboard at the same time yep and then get like a new cpu and a new motherboard at the same time yep but then now I'm like, okay, well, now I've got like a new GPU, new CPU, new motherboard. I basically am like building a whole new computer. Sure. You know? So, so you then I'm like, go all the way. Well, then I'm like, well, should I just like build a new computer and then sell this one or sell the parts from this one? And like, what would you, if you had costs? a new, I guess like the things that wouldn't be new would be like your RAM and your hard drives and that's about it, right? Yeah, exactly. Power and supply then it's and like, whatnot, but like, yeah, so I'd keep the hard drives. Um, yeah. But that's, I mean, like, like I say, I have, the, I have these spinning hard drives I don't use. So I could literally just like wipe this thing yeah, and sell it as a pre-built computer with oh, one hard drive in it. How much you would know? you sell it for ballpark? Like 900 bucks maybe. It's worth that? Yeah, probably. Cool. I don't know. I mean, I don't, it's, I feel like less than a thousand, but more than like 800, you know? Okay. If, uh, to the listener, if you it's want a new gaming computer. What, what does a 1080 Ti run for these days? It's gotta be <laughs> no, at least no 500 bucks. Um. All right, the first listener to tweet at us will get Daniel's computer for five hundred bucks. He'll ship it to TI. you. I'm going on eBay and seeing what ten eighty is go for. Dude, yeah, my my graphics card is still worth six hundred fifty bucks. Dude, that's nuts. So yeah, that's crazy, man. So yeah, like, and that's be only. It's probably will drop as soon as you can buy the thirties, though, mm-hmm. right? Like as soon as they those come out of retirement from. Dude, that's that's just crazy. That's it's yeah. funny because like a part of me here's what it is. 
I was just about to be like, that's an insane amount to spend on a computer. I just yeah. dropped, I think, four grand on my laptop. Yeah, but, <laughs> but like, But like my Xbox costs like 150 bucks or 200 bucks or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But it's and, just an uh, Xbox. It plays Cyberpunk fine. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you have the new, new Xbox? Uh, no. It, yeah, no. so you're not getting ray tracing. No, no way. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Um, so Chanel. But yeah. Yeah, man. That's... Uh, these are the things that I'm thinking. So then I'm thinking, well, if I was going to upgrade my motherboard, I've always wanted, like, I'm kind of sick of this thing being so loud. Yeah. Um, oh, you're going to so go I liquid. Could just, I could just liquid water cool it, you know? Done deal. Like, so these are the things that you think is like, man, you could really take this project as far as you wanted and spend <laughs> an infinite amount of money on it if you thought about it long enough. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm just sitting here doing nothing. Whenever I'm in this state where I'm like, Hmm, this project could cost me between a hundred and two thousand dollars. Like, which which side of that should I fall on? Um, that I just do nothing uh, until yeah, I, yeah. until I know the answer, right? Yep. yep. So I'm in that state of like, this is a project I'm interested in, but I should do nothing for now because, you know, mm-hmm. my you know my HDMI problem that I've talked about on the show. I do. Um, that was a case of. I didn't listen to the instinct in myself that said to do nothing. Yeah. Instead, yeah, yeah. I listened to the instinct in myself that said, I could get this done this weekend. Right. Yep. <laughs> and I still have a hole in my wall. <laughs> Dude, you should have listened to me, man. Yeah. Did you, wait, did no, you have suggestions there? Nothing. Yeah. No, come on now. <laughs> um, I should, I should run shit by you more. Yeah. 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 I should I'll give you the ooh, right. That should be the rule is I shouldn't start projects until I talk about them on the show. Yep. So you have a chance to intervene. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. We could, you know, we'll have like, a, then we'll have a retro after. Yep. And, you know, we'll have like points and stuff. I love it. Yep. Um, Daniel, project. Oh, so I have a project that I yeah. think I'm going to start. So I started building a teardrop. Remember that? Teardrop trailer? Yes. <laughs> yes. Abandoned it. Yes. Spent a lot of money Is on it. Is it still in your dad's garage? Yep. Spent a ton of time on it. A ton of money. Yep. It's uh, about thirty-five mm, percent done. Um, uh-huh. So I'm thinking also, of starting a new in, woodworking. It's project. in New York. <laughs> it is. Um, and you're in Florida, and I'm in Florida. Um, okay. Well, two things. One, uh, whatever. We, we could talk about canoe building or not, but that's the thing I've been most like interested in at the moment. <laughs> and kayak building and paddleboard building and sailboat so now, building um, oh god um you know i have a friend who um was dating this guy uh and moved to the outer banks uh because he really wanted to just build sailboats oh yeah and now they live on a houseboat in the outer banks oh and he builds sailboats sick yeah wild right it's awesome but like a what shipwright. is exactly? <laughs> you know, you you keeping track of these uh of these uh the jargon? N- no, but uh, the sea shanty movement. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's dope. Yeah. I saw a really I saw a really good one where it was just a bunch of high school dudes in the bathroom of their high school. Okay, just singing sea shanties. Nice. <laughs> it was great. It's just like twenty, like ninth and tenth grade dudes just standing in the bathroom just singing like and what do we do with a drunken sailor hey oh you know like yeah it was great 
That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, I, yeah, maybe one day, but I've like, I should clarify that, um, the method of building that I would be using and the things that I'm interested in building are much smaller scale. Although maybe someday, but I'm mm-hmm. thinking like my end goal here is to sail something. Even if uh-huh. it's like, I'm a sailor, like a I tiny sail. thing. I just want to sail something. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. I sailed one thing in Jamaica once and it was cool. Yeah. My and roommate weird. Paul in New Orleans was a sailing instructor. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and he did instruct me in how to sail a little bit. I have a fundamental sailing question for you. Yeah. Like this has got to be sailing 101 day one. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So you think to yourself, okay, a sail. I often do. Catches the wind. Sure. Provides some power. Mm-hmm. If the wind is going one direction, well, then you can only go that direction. But that is clearly not true because otherwise nobody would have ever sailed in history. And with my limited experience sailing, that is not the case because you can catch the wind at an angle mm-hmm. and whatever. But I want to know if you have can strong you sail wind, directly into the wind, can you sail 360 degrees in, in a decent so. strong? I think you can sail like 270 degrees. Okay. So you can do so like I think most. You can do most directions. But I think if the wind is just straight up in your face, you just take your sails down and weigh anchor and wait until the wind okay. is going. Or in just the zigzag, right? Oh, uh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe that's what you do is zigzag. I bet that's what you do. Dude, it's kind of wild that like this thing going one direction, you can travel with it a bunch of directions. Yeah. Well, like I always think about it like, you know, like tic-tacking on a skateboard. Yeah, I do. <laughs> totally. Um, you For can the tic- listener, this you is can when you're uphill. standing like on the skateboard with like a foot on each tail and you're going like tick, 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 like lifting oh, no, one sorry, up and not, forward. Not that. That's not actually what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm talking about like where like you kind of like you weave your front foot back and forth and like oh, you generate oh, speed oh. that way. Gotcha. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, totally. Yeah, pumping, I don't know, whatever. Well, Something, no, but it's yeah. not. But like you pick up the front, you like go yep. tick, 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 tick with the yeah, front. Yeah, totally. Maybe that is called tick tacking. I thought it was just no, when you stand I, I and go like tick, 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 tacking. Yeah, but yeah. no, I totally know what you mean. Of course, yeah. So like, yeah, so you're just kind of like pumping and like Like Rodney Mullen in like an old school like skate championship or And it's just like a way to like build up speed or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um. I feel like it's something like that that you're doing because mm. you can do yeah, that. Like you're like kind of like gaining speed in one direction to like yeah. kind of swift move up yeah, and yeah. then like gain in another to swift move up. Just like yeah, pumping. It's all about just like you gain speed in one direction and then you just avoid losing speed while you're crossing. Yeah. And then you gain speed in the other direction, then avoid losing speed while you're right. Crossing. Yeah. It's got to be a hoot, right? Like sailing has got to be so engaging and fun. Yeah. As well, opposed Paul, to every other form of Paul was, seamanship shipmanship paul was an interesting cat um but paul uh was a sailing instructor at uh the yacht club in new orleans and taught like rich people how to sail yeah right or like their kids or whatever Mm -hmm. and so he would run like sailing camps and there would be whatever but there's all these like rich guys who own boats and they have like these races right um at the yacht club just for like fun Mm mm-hmm um, but these guys who spent all this money on this boat want to prove that it's faster than the other rich guy's boat. Yeah. You know? And so Paul, mostly the benefit he got from teaching at the yacht club was that rich guys would pay him to race their boat. 
mm. in the yacht club races. Mm. And so there would be like bidding wars for him between these rich guys because he was a fast sailor and he yeah. had like won a bunch of sailing races before. Cool. Um, He's like a sailboat jockey. Yeah, exactly. He was like, a, and he was about that size. Um, okay, great. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, he was a good, good guy. But anyway, I would often come home. Um, he sold weed too. Um, so I would come yes. home from, uh, from work or whatever. He would be in his, he played Starcraft a lot. Um, okay. and he would be in his, in his, uh, bedroom with his desk. And he'd be sitting there playing Starcraft on one monitor, smoking a blunt. And then on the other monitor would be like the weather map mm. with all the pressure systems and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would come in and be like, what's up, man? He'd be like, no wind. like damn he's like yeah i know man i thought there was gonna be wind today but there's not wind i was like that sucks dude he's like think of tomorrow there's gonna be wind this is why you need to diversify hobbies so that you can like because i'm like fishing it was it's been super windy here and so i went out once Mm -hmm. but you know it's not that great to fish in super strong winds where i'm fishing but it is great um, to sail in super strong winds. But it is great to sail in super strong winds. So like you get into sailing, you get into fishing. So you got to have a hobby for for when it's windy, when it's not windy. Mm-hmm. You got to have one for when it's snowing, ice fishing, skiing, mm-hmm. good to go. You got to have one for when, what's the hobby for when it's raining? For uh, reading books? No, what's the like <laughs> thrilling outdoor rain induced hobby? Like, uh, Well, I think like storms, people surf in like intense okay. storms. Those make yep. great waves. Yep. But yep. as far as like just like boring normal rain where there's no real storm involved, like I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. <laughs> so <laughs> here's like an interesting running around outside naked or something. <laughs> right. Did streaking. So not streaking. Naked, yeah, but... I streak <laughs> I sail in the wind. I, I surf in, in a rain. storm. I streak in the rain. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. I I feel like I definitely did that once, and I recall. Um, oh, I don't know. This is this is not safe for the podcast, but I was streaking one time in a like it was nighttime and it was a thunderstorm, mm-hmm. and I was like running down a hill, and fall? I slipped. Yeah, <laughs> it was you just always this, fall. Every funniest. time you're streaking, you fall. That's the rules of streaking. The funniest like like scene, probably the most humiliating scene of my life is if somebody was standing there watching me, it would have been dark, so they wouldn't have seen anything. But then when the lightning strikes and it was lightning out, so like there would just be a flash of pure brightness and you would just see me in my naked body like on the ground. Covered in, covered in mud. <laughs> covered in blood. mud. Like, just like, uh, yeah. so yeah. Um, so you got your rain hobby. Mm-hmm. Oh, Daniel. So I got one for you. Here's mm-hmm. a little, little tiny fun one. Again, I don't know anything about sailing, like zero. Mm-hmm. And I'm mostly interested in like building a canoe and a stand-up paddleboard or something. So sure. I'm not even like digging into sailing, but I'm rubbing up against it, you know? I'm mm-hmm. like seeing it. Yeah. Um, so this sailboat, I'm watching this guy who's building a boat that doubles as a sailboat. And he, he's like in the, but it's like a normal, like rowboat type skiff type boat thing. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. And he's got this thing that what's the best way to describe it? Like a really long cutting board. Mm-hmm. Like if you're holding where it has like a handle at the top and it's like wooden, but it's basically a blade. It's as if he's like holding the rudder for a ship. 
Sure. And there's a slot in the boat, sure. in the seat, the perfect width for it. And he mm-hmm. puts it down farther than the boat is tall. Uh-huh. And this is like part of sailboating is to like, you know, have this like rudder thing that you can adjust and pull out completely. Okay. It's like an adjustable mechanism. And I'm like, what? Like, how does that work? I'm thinking like <laughs> this guy, like, what does he have? Some like perfectly sealed <laughs> flap <laughs> <laughs> or something it just seems like a magic trick to me <laughs> are you tracking this yeah I'm, i get what you're saying yeah so this may be completely obvious to everybody how it works but like i still don't know how it works but i at least am like okay there's not a slit in the bottom of the boat there has to be with like how a else clap right okay so, so here's you... my theory yeah he's got an airlock of some sort okay so there's two layers okay so there's like a sealed bottom layer right? Yep. and a sealed top layer. Yeah, that's what I thought too. That's that was my that, next thought too. Is that how it works? No. And I don't know any of this. This is just after. So I thought the first You've time. you said that thought, a lot. Right. So no, I mean, like I haven't even seen the mechanism. This is just me first thinking, okay, there's some like, you know, rubber flap thing that like doesn't let in water when you push a wooden thing through it. You know, or maybe sure. just a tiny bit or something. Yeah, like a gasket or something. Yeah, right. And But I quickly discounted that. Like, that's really not... I don't think that's it. Wood is not great gasketing material. It's not. <laughs> it's really not. And so then I thought, okay, there's like a vestibule, you know, like you're describing yeah. for this, this little airlock thing or some oh. double-layered mechanism. And then I realized, what about this, Deke? The boat is built around it. So you could, like, let's just say that you have a boat. You could, like, literally build it so that there's a hole in the middle, but walls around that hole up to the top of the boat. And you could look into the hole and see ocean. You could fish in the middle of your boat, and Mm -hmm. it would still float. Is this what you're building? (laughs) A boat with fishing access? (laughs) Just like a donut, a donut canoe? Exactly. It's a donut. So that's how I'm guessing this thing works. It would work, right? The sure. slit is built into the boat. Yeah, but so the he, height that would mean the middle would have to be the height of the outsides of the boat. Oh, it, it doesn't have to be. Well, It just has to be higher than the water level, right? Yep. Uh, maybe. Sure, maybe. Because it wasn't the height of the boat, but it was it was the height of the seat. Which I'm guessing is a little bit higher than the water yeah. level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't that cool? It is cool. Buoyancy, That's cool. man. Buoyancy, bro. Buoyancy. Okay, <sighs> Decal. So there, there's that, you know. Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting. Oh. Um, so. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ping pong. If you're going to build a boat, right? Yeah. Which let's just assume you are. Right? Yeah. You're going to want to build some kind of a trailer for that boat. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you're going to want to sleep in the trailer as well. Um, what I'm saying is, is there any way that we could like build towards two intentions with one project here? Like, could the teardrop trailer be buoyant? Oh, and interesting. And have a hole in the middle. 
<laughs> that's not a bad idea. Like, I already have everything for it. You've got basically an enclosed wooden structure, right? I basically have a boat with a roof. You have a boat with a roof. Well, I didn't build a roof yet. <laughs> so, so great. Perfect. Right. And boats don't have roofs. <laughs> Most. I mean, some do. Um, it's, uh, but for real, though, like, there's all these drool worthy pictures. Not all these. There's a few drool worthy pictures of handmade teardrop, like, wood campers. I've with seen them, yeah. handmade kayaks on top oh, and that's like you know what deke check like this you out you just need to make like the the optimus prime of trailers though oh i'm sharing like, my screen is that okay for youtube yeah, um, it's fine for youtube as long as you don't have any uh secrets so chesapeake um lightcraft tear drop so dig this business whoa look at this my dude. Oops. My dude, I'm I'm looking right now. How do we Okay. So see this business? Oh here? yeah, that is some business. Am I right though? Look yeah. at this. So these are the dudes. Look at that. That's a handmade stand up paddleboard. Uh-huh. So these things, Daniel Colborn, check mm-hmm. this out. You could go to Chesapeake Lightcraft.com. No no CLCboats.com. How, How much? I know. I don't actually know about the teardrop. I don't remember. I almost Okay, let's see. No, that's a just whatever. Um, a these boats, website. dude. I know these boats. So let's say boat kits and plans, and let's let's build a sailboat. This the Jimmy Skiff two was the one that I was looking at. Okay, the Jimmy Skiff. So this is the Jimmy Skiff two. It's just a little skiff boat sailboat uh-huh. thing. Okay, you could build this thing for sixteen hundred bucks. They ship you everything. They ship you, you all you the wood. Could, you could probably buy it for four hundred bucks. Is what I'm no saying. No way. Not a wooden boat. Oh, not a wooden, nice wooden yeah. boat. But you could buy a boat that is as You could buy a skiff fun. boat for maybe 500 bucks. Yeah. As yeah. fun to sail as that boat. For... Dude, do not. Do not. Okay, well, here's where it comes in. So, what well, you know, and I'll stop the share because I don't want to totally ruin the podcasting the experience podcast, here. Even though people should be checking out the YouTube sometimes. Yeah, you got to check out but the don't YouTube. don't stop listening to the audio. Do both. Do both. What I'd say is like we come out on Friday, Saturday. Friday, you listen to the audio on your drive home. Saturday, set aside some dedicated hours to rewatch the YouTube. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Come back, get, catch all the visual gags. Daniel, mm-hmm. let me just blow past this so we can be done with my boat thing. Boat construction with this, their technique, this Chesapeake boat technique, whatever is like super simple they don't do like complicated cedar stripping and framing and everything you literally it's called stitch and glue construction and it's like just a kind of common practice you basically stitch together pieces of plywood like thin plywood Mm -hmm. with you drill holes and you use zip ties to no well i guess they do kind of bend but you're literally like if you like if you have these lengths of plywood along the length of a canoe or something they're kind of thin like five inches um, wide and you stitch them together to each other with zip ties like mm-hmm. you literally stitch the wood and then you glue them remove the zip ties epoxy it all and then basically lay a sheet of fiberglass over it epoxy the fiberglass on and that's your exoskeleton so you don't need any internal structure at all sure because the fiberglass is it's the an exoskeleton external, it's an exoskeleton yeah exactly um so it's a super popular boat construction like way and it's super simple compared to mm-hmm. you know things that require like steam bending and all that stuff you know sure um so anyway so i'm jazzed about it because i feel like this is a project that i could not abandon at 35 percent. so what's the status on your teardrop it's a thing it's 
I mean, I got the walls. I got mm-hmm. I got the floor, the insulation. It's waterproof. The bottom, the trailer, mm-hmm. the walls. You know, I say walls, but like these things took me like forty hours. Like it's kind of ridiculous. But um, whatever. I have the walls and I have the shelving um, for both sides, and that's as far as I got. That's where what's we got. left. You need the roof, and you need like a <laughs> right. hole in the roof for a fan. You need to mount the thing. You need to run electrical and have insulation in the roof and have it plywood and on both sides, top and the bottom of the roof. And then you have to have like uh, the hatch, which is a huge one, the back hatch mm-hmm. that you know you can like lift up and have your whole. It's called the what is it called? It's called something where you lift it up and you have like the kitchen counter with the sink and whatever. So all that stuff has yet to be done. Um, but you know what? You've never seen. I don't think you've seen. So the one that I'm building is called the, oh, I'm not going to remember it. Teardrop wooden. Uh, it's like the Montana Molly or the Buffalo Billy or something like that. Uh, I'm not going to get it. But anyway. No, these are just earrings. Well, whatever. It's a nice looking teardrop. A camper in there. Oh. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of non teardrop camper. Oh, it's the Wyoming Woody. Ha. Wyoming Woody. I think I missed. This is it. Mm-hmm. So that's the business. And I have yeah, like yeah. The sides done and everything except the top and the roof and the hatch. So, gotcha. so go on YouTube podcasters to watch this. Uh, you know this thing here so it's pretty sick so that's how we're dealing you know but i may never get it done i've come to terms with that yeah but um, your dad is still like keep it in my garage i want it here because he's being cool about you, it you may one day want to finish this well yeah. you tried to get it out of there yep i, I was recall. gonna you tried yeah. to be like i'm take, removing this yes to remove the burden from your and garage he, and he was like caleb yeah. I would never rob you of this half-finished project. Yes. Please, please keep this in my home. He wanted to like be a part of my success in the project be, and see it through. Guy. Yeah, he's a great big guy. Yeah, so he's still oh. being chill about it. Lord, yeah. you, you Even think there's though, a time like, limit on that? For sure. Yeah, but every time, like every time he mentions it, I I'm like I throw something out there of like collateral. Like mm-hmm. last time he mentioned it, he was just like, "So, like the teardrop, what do you think about that?" And I'm like, "Big guy." What do you think? He's like, I'm like, how about I build you a deck <laughs> off the the um, the garage and you could put like a hot tub on it because he wants a hot tub. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he was like totally jazzed. He's like, no, wait, would you? I'm like, yeah, you fund the wood. I'll build it. Let's mm-hmm. do it. So it's about 35% done. Have you built the, the garage? <laughs> no. <laughs> the project so, got all this. This is... I can't like this is like this is like paying off your credit cards with more credit cards. Right? <laughs> this is like yes. this is like I'll see you one unfinished project and raise you another unfinished project. Yep. <laughs> but like eventually like Bernie Madoff comes collecting. You know? Right. But and we're not there yet. I, this yeah. is a pump and dump. If I if I get out before, you know, the next guy <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm all right. That's true. You know, there's got to be someone out there who really enjoys finishing projects but doesn't like have good ideas for projects dude who you could just sell off all these half-finished projects to and they'd be really grateful that if there is a human out there who sucks at starting things but is really good at finishing things like i'm a terrible starter 
but you know i'm always just like i'm really I'm good great, at seeing I'm something through <laughs> i'm a great finisher okay it doesn't exist but if it did i they start would be weak like, i finish strong yeah yeah dude yeah that's those are the people that's a business partner <laughs> That is a business partner. That is a business partner. That's the business partner. And you know, there's people like like Hannah. Um, she is that person. I, I mean, she's probably a good starter too, but like she finishes everything she starts. Like she's mm. very see it through, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's people like that who just like, if they have to do something, they're, well, I have to do that thing until it's completed. Yeah. But the th- I think the thing is what that a like, sucky life though. Yeah, I feel like those people <laughs> are somehow able to do this thing that I'm not able to do, which is like pretend that they do have to do it, mm. because you actually don't a lot. Yeah, of things. right. You, you just don't have don't. to do. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's right? true. Like, you you it's don't true. have to finish a camper if just because you started one. Yep. Right. Like no one's making you. This is actually the. This really <laughs> is the disadvantage of this way of living. Is that she like? She will like um, because I am always so self-employment and shit. No, no, I just mean like being that way. Oh yeah, being the finisher, you know, is like there's inefficient. It's really inefficient in a lot of ways because like there's not a lot of stopping to evaluate if you should keep doing this thing, right? Because like you know, I'm always ready to hop off the train. Yeah, so like. (laughs) When it becomes inefficient, Let's I'm the first on person the stack to, of to abandoned projects. Yeah, it's it's the times when you need to see it through where I'm inefficient, but it's the times where she shouldn't be seeing it through. You know, where somebody like that is like, like, um, you know, yeah. there's probably an easy, you could if if you really didn't want to do this and allowed yourself to like go there, you could find a way to make your life more efficient. You know. Oh, I think there is like, like for me, like character building is being forced to finish things. For other yeah. people, I think character building is being forced to abandon things. I agree. Yep. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Daniel, uh, I have a startup idea. Oh, great. Let's start it and not finish it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh-huh. Um, I hope you have a finish up idea, finish down. Mm-hmm. So I want you to give me your opinion on this. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this? Stop down. Stop down. Yep. Yeah. Stop um, up, stop down. The startup and the stop down is mm-hmm. a co-maker space, which is basically mm-hmm. I buy like a storage container facility, like an old one, the smallest one I can find. And I convert it into workshop bays, which literally means just like maybe a basic bench and outlets and lights, mm-hmm. maybe even ventilation Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just rent the space and it's like, here, have your workshop, build your canoe, even though you have an apartment. Right. So, and then rent it maker out. spaces exist. What, what's the difference? So maker spaces are like common spaces to my right. knowledge. Like this is not common. You own your little, your little cubby, your little garage bay, you know, uh-huh. you own it. You can hang your neon signs, you know, mm-hmm. that's the difference. It's all your so own you're, tools. You're saying... You're buying an actual like storage facility. You're yeah. starting with that. Yeah. Or, you know, just garage bays that are, yeah, storage facilities. Right, right. Uh, yeah, that's cool. And then, I mean, the cool thing would be if you also build a tool library into it. That would be cool. Yep. So it's, it's like. Yeah. 
um, like you. And so what? Here's an idea. Here's an idea. So everyone gets. So you make locks for all of the tools, right? Yeah. So all of the tools you use like those Kensington locks or something, something that like locks the tool in place, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and each lock can be opened by any key, mm-hmm. right? But the key stays in the lock, right? Oh yeah, cool. Like um, what is like that? Cars. <laughs> No, you take the key back. Oh, yeah, while it's driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that, right? And then you <laughs> issue everybody, you issue every uh, tenant or whatever, yep. uh, like three keys. What I'm really picturing is the um, the Aldi carts was what I was going yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like that. Like that. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> you issue each tenant three keys, right? Mm-hmm. And each key has their like unit number printed on it, okay. right? So then you anyone can just go take a chop saw, right? Mm-hmm. But then when the next guy comes looking for the chop saw, first of all, there's an outline on the table that says chop saw where it used to mm-hmm. be sitting, right? And then mm-hmm. there's a key stuck there that says like 311, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, so 311 has the chop that, saw. Right that's now. really smart, yeah. So then they can run down to 311 and be like, yo, I'm thinking about using that. Uh, you using that for like the next six hours, you using that for the next 20 yeah. minutes, you know? And then they can just kind of negotiate it out, right? Yeah. And then I think it'd be cool if like you had like a budget, a monthly budget of like what you were willing to spend on tools. Mm-hmm. And then you just have like an uh, an internal voting system where like people mm. uh, vote on like wanting a new, another tool or something. Yep. yep. That would be I it. dig it. So it'd be like if... a makerspace in the sense that like there's community owned property. Yeah. Right? But like everyone has individual workspaces where they can take those two things from the tool library. Yeah. I, I dig that as like a V2, I think like what, like, I, cause I'm thinking that like makerspaces exist, like workshops, like co-workshops exist, like wood shops that you can rent yeah. space, like pottery studios, stuff like that. Um, but the thing that I really want personally is like, I have a bunch of tools and I just want a space like Mitch garage has, Every, everyone needs a garage exactly I don't, I don't have a garage i don't have one either yeah oh you don't uh-uh. oh i thought you weren't my target market but maybe you are deke i am your target market i need a garage so mitch currently he rents a storage space because he lives in an apartment and he's nomadic so he has a storage space that he uses as a workshop uh-huh. but it's not in the bounds to do this Mm-hmm. But he like found an Doesn't outlet care. and ran yeah. an extension cord and basically has this whole thing going that's like way against the rules. But Mitch mm-hmm. is like one of the types of people who does not really care. And what if, the rules are. Yeah. Exactly. And if he got caught, like the person would be like chill about it probably. But yeah, like, Or even if they weren't, like what's the worst they're going to do? Like make you yeah. get a new storage space somewhere yeah. else. He, so this whole storage space, he's like pushing what you can do with the storage space to the limits. He used to like sleep yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. He, he's just that. like oh a space that i have like this is great this is way yeah. cheaper than like rent or something i love it yeah. um so he's got this really cool space but he still has to kind of dodge around you know whatever yeah, he's, he's a, it's it's dodgy and uh the power is not great like if you want to run a welder or something and you need like 240 volts like yeah good luck yeah and a lot of tools and stuff need that kind of thing so 
Um, and ventilation, like if you're, you know, woodworking, like you need ventilation unless, yeah. you know, whatever you're, so I need this. Mitch mm-hmm. needs this. My mm-hmm. brother needs this. He's currently building a camper van in Denver. He lives in an apartment. He's building it in the parking lot. Like That's he's cool. just Lambos building it that. inside. I know. And <laughs> he hates it. The problem, he hates the thing that he has to do this, but he's doing it. Um, he has all his tools in the camper van. And he'll like, if he needs something, like he drives there and like, if he needs to be super loud, he'll drive to like a parking lot and just mm-hmm. work on it. Um, so do you need a workspace as well? I do. Would you, if this existed like 10 minutes from your house, would you be down? Would you be no, like, no. oh yeah, that's my next question. Okay. It's 200 bucks a month. Mm, six months lease or one year lease? Uh, six months because of the way you asked. Six months, yes. Okay. So you would do six months at 200 bucks a month. Yeah. So you'd be out of, you would be out a thousand bucks, 1200 bucks. I would hand you 1200 bucks right now to have access to this thing for the next six months. Yeah. Right. But I wouldn't, I actually wouldn't, I would hand you 1200 bucks in two months because I only want it during the good months. Yeah. Right. I don't That's want the, it during the winter. Do you, what if it's heated? If it's heated? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, because that's that's the next hurdle for being a Buffalonian is like, okay, well, is this thing only useful for five, six months? But like you're, you, know? you need to have like big bay doors or something on it. Well, I'm so, thinking, honestly, so I'm thinking like in. I would just buy a storage container thing that like everyone has well, a garage like a, door. Like an indoor storage facility? Yeah. No, I mean, okay, so what I'm picturing is basically what Mitch has, which is a garage. Uh-huh. It's an a, outdoor storage facility, basically. Um, I think that's so there what are two we're talking sto- about. There are two types of storage facility places, right? One is a large building with multiple okay. floors okay. and each, and there are long hallways full of storage. Oh, units, I'm not right? familiar. Yeah. And then the other one is like flat one story. You drive to your yeah, storage. Like the unit. motel version of a yeah, yeah. storage facility. So it would have yeah. to be one of those. Yeah. I'm thinking the outdoor to to pull thing. your truck up and unload plywood or whatever. Totally. Yes. Right. Um, it's a garage basically you're renting a garage, a garage. Right, right so yeah. the only issue with like heating those is like well sometimes you're gonna need the fucking door open to like unload right so it's not stuff. it's not the comfy cozy like you know 70 degree thermostat it's like mm-hmm. a torch heater or uh yeah, yeah, yeah. um like whatever just one of those heaters that are in a garage they like hang yeah. from the corner you know uh-huh. um yeah yeah i wouldn't use it during the winter probably you wouldn't no, but like I, I'm just a different person in the winter than I am yeah. in the spring. Yeah, no, fall, I get it. You know, I feel it. Yep. But like, yeah, if I could have that like March through November. Yeah. I'd have that. I feel like it's actually a good idea. Yeah. I mean, I got 200 bucks, dog. Hook it up. All right. Maybe I'll open a branch in North Carolina. Um, well, I just feel cool like somebody needs to do this. We have a tool library and it's near some storage containers <laughs> hey yo like we could t- we could lock this thing down you know get it done i feel like that's the move though it's like i think the tool library the thing that hackerspaces have that i think is good yeah is that they there is an encouragement in hackerspaces to strengthen the space and community and invest in it right yeah 
so that, um, and then people don't leave. People don't want to stop paying dues because they invested in this place. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Your thing, it's like you as the business owner, if it's a for-profit thing, yeah, need to just like keep convincing me that this is worth my money. And if I don't have an active project right now, like this might not be worth my money right now. Right. Yeah, that's sort of the thing. But I guess the type of my ideal customer is somebody who lives in the city or in an apartment, but has enough money to like buy, well, have their own nice tools care. Yeah, and have their own, you know, whatever and, and pay like a premium for something like this because space is their number one like hurdle, not Straight. money. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in, yeah, like I think that's my ideal customer. Like it's not like I'm not even, I'm interested in building a community, but n- like an organic one, like, I'm honestly like I want a place that I don't have the expectation of engaging with other people. I just mm-hmm. want a place that I can like go in my hole and build stuff mm-hmm. and not have to like, you know, not have Ask to like engage your projects in a, that you're working on. Over yeah, there. exactly. Like, like I, I don't, don't want give a shit any, about your shelves. I just want to make yes, my canoe. it'll naturally happen because I'll be walking around. and I'll be like, dude, tell me about your shelves. But yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I want the option to, to just be like, I just own this space and it's like kind of well suited for building stuff. Mm hmm. Because you can't do that in storage containers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So, yep. I don't know. You'll buy. Yeah, I'm I'll get I'm you in. for six months. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Um, the other thing is like, this is like, I mean, this is kind of like the uh, the motherboard problem. Uh, like, I could build a garage. Not myself, but I could have a garage built. You have the land okay. for it? Yeah, I mean, I have a driveway that is that runs right up to my house okay right like i could just stick a garage in front onto the side of my house oh okay you know and then just like have the driveway pull right into it you know cool yep um but like say la vie no garage you know like yeah so anyway these are the things i think about cost a lot of money to build a garage that's the thing. It's like I it costs. Dude, I could I'm save sure you so much money an, with my an amount of money. That's the thing, right? Is like, is this a ten thousand dollar project or is this a forty thousand dollar project? Because those are very different numbers, you know. Yeah, I would think it's for, more towards the forty. Because ten G is a garage is worth it, you know. Yeah. No, it's anytime I've like specked out any like structure, it's always extremely depressing, especially something like a garage that would need a foundation, and would have to be zoned and everything. Like you, you gotta be zoned. Sorry, dude. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well, what, and also like, the problem with being in this place that I live in is you have to grade everything because oh, because you live in the mountains. I live in the mountains, and nothing's flat. All right, how much does it cost to build a garage? I'm looking for. Uh, okay, so you could buy a garage. Um, wow, 12 by 7 garage you could buy at Lowe's for five grand. God, that's an external that. garage, right? Yeah, that's like a shed. Huh, maybe they're not so much. It's the average so cost is, is 35 is, to 65. Huh, okay, so it's between yeah, it's 8 grand shed, and 15 but it's a grand. Shed. It's a shed. Um, yeah. so this is the thing it's like my second option is just buy a shed, um, and put it in the backyard, get like a 12 by 12 shed run electric to it, put it on uh, concrete posts. Sure. Right? Yep. Yeah. And then just now I've got a workshop. 
this just in, I want to publicly make the correction that building garage is not towards the $40,000. It's like 10K. It's more like 10K for a single car. See, I could kind of go for 10K. (laughs) Yeah, probably like 15K. Yeah. One car garage. Yeah, but all these don't factor into concrete. But, you know, uh, the only things that factor into concrete, as far as I can tell, are aggregate and cement. (laughs) And water. You're right. <laughs> I mean, oh man. Um, yeah. This this is all good. This is very good. <laughs> um, I think ultimately this is very much like the motherboard problem in that this is a problem I've been talking about solving ever since I moved here. Yeah. Uh, and I have. You're never, like a real boy, Daniel. I've never been at a place where the direction forward was clear enough for me to pull the trigger. You know? Yeah. So it's like I could build a garage, I could buy a shed. I could, yeah, you like, you have a kingdom. You can actually like affect change in your domain. Yeah, I own land. Yeah, you own land, Dan. I own land. I'm I'm landed gentry. Um That's crazy. The issue is like it's a minimum five grand walk in the park to like go down this road. You know to do anything. So, and it's like, well, I'm not just going to like throw five grand away on a whim. Like I got to like make sure this is the right way to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't know. A garage is a good, I mean, dude, you should have a garage. How are you going to yeah, build but, your no, but it's canoe? Like, I, if I was going to get a garage, I want a garage that's attached to the house. Okay. You, you know what I'm saying? That? And now no, we're leaning towards, it's like, I don't want a shed in my front yard. Dude, that just I pull butt my the shed up to the house. Cut a hole in the house. That's, you can, it's deal. not easy to just cut a hole in the house. Cut a hole in the house. All. In the project. Make it happen. You can't just cut holes in houses. Yes, you can. Um, and it's like I would want the siding to match. You know. You ever go in somebody's uh, like side garage and you can see the siding on their house? I can't picture it, but I believe I must have. That's a thing, man. People yeah. have like janky setups. Yeah, but I like I'm not doing anything to this house that's not going to make me more money than it costs me. That's my deal with this house. Really? Yeah. You planning on moving ever? Eventually I will move, yeah. To what? And so, What's the plan? To a bigger and better house that comes with a garage. Oh. Um, gotcha. So is this like, like your starter home? Quote yeah, unquote? for sure. Okay. Um so it's like okay, I'm not You going definitely to- should have done the HDMI thing now that I know that. Come on, get out of here. I just joke. Um, the uh but it's like nothing I've done to this house is like like everything I've done to this house increased the value of the house, you know? So it's like ripping out carpet, putting in nice floors, increase the value. Uh re- pulling down all the wood paneling and redoing the drywall, increase the value, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't want to do like redoing all the plumbing, <laughs> probably increase the value. I don't know, but maybe not, but that one had to happen. Um, so it's like, I don't want to slap a $10,000 garage on the side of the house that increases the value by $2,000, you know, which is That's my, what I feel like sure. would happen. Whereas yeah, if I feel like if I spent 20 G's on a good garage, it would increase the value by 20 G's. If, yeah, no, no, I agree with you. Um, yeah, I, I wonder if, like, if a garage costs, okay, let's say a house without a garage 
mm-hmm. is a hundred thousand dollars. Sure. And then that house builds a garage and sells itself. Mm-hmm. It, it builds a garage for for twenty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Does it sell for one hundred twenty thousand dollars? Yes, it does. That's my theory. Okay. Let's say like, I don't my know. Instinct Let's say I don't know, but say, I would assume. My instinct because, is like, that like it sells for one hundred and fifteen or something. You know. Like you lose like because because like a garage is sort of a given with houses, you know. It's not here though. That's interesting because it's mountains. Like it's weird. So that's if so garages on, aren't very common. A, well, if you live on a street where the road is a lot higher than the backyards, yeah, it's pretty common to have garage around back. Oh, interesting. You know what I'm saying? Where like the yeah. driveway goes down the side and around back. But this neighborhood I live in, there's like. There's garages up the hill. There's like a richer neighborhood where there's like newer yeah. houses built oh, in the late 90s. They're on the hill. Those houses on the hill all have garages. My house, none of my neighbor's houses have garages. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Actually, you know what? My immediate neighbor does have a garage, but it's one of those down the hill situations because it's his house goes down a hill. I mean, like, like, it seems every house in Buffalo has a garage. It's because it's cold as knowledge. shit in Buffalo. You can't just like park outside all the time yeah the interesting thing is any house i've ever lived in the garage has never been used for a car oh really <laughs> well, never that's interesting um yeah. but yeah i don't know these are the things these are the things you think about caleb yeah they are deke um this is a good programming podcast we have yeah i mean we're at an hour and five i feel yeah, like people we talked about from... programming well enough yeah i feel like we've covered it you know You've covered it. Uh, all right. One thing I'm just going to say. I've been using PHP Stone for a week and a half. Daniel. <laughs> wait, wait. What you say next will determine how ridiculous that statement is. Uh, I don't enjoy it, but I also didn't enjoy my VS Code situation. Word. I don't enjoy it. Oh, yeah. You were having issues and you wanted to like tear it all down. Right. And so I was like, well, if I'm going to just tear everything down, I may as well like give PHP Storm a fair shake while I'm here. Yeah. Give it its fair shake. It's fucking... Does it... It's... I mean... It's, it's PHP Storm. Like, yeah. all the trade-offs are exactly what you think they are. Yeah. Like, you're you know? probably like living in it. Like, oh my gosh, I can just click that and it knows. And, no. It's oh, it not just tells even, me Nothing that. impresses me. Like, the only thing that impresses me, really, not the only thing that makes me really happy about it is yeah. the automatic test runner or rerunner thing. Oh, cool. So it'll just rerun the tests every time you save any file. So cool. like you run and then it can, it'll do only rerun failed tests automatically. Yeah. It does. The test runner is amazing. Cool. And it's actually unconscionable that no one has built like a standalone version of that test runner. Um, that's funny. <laughs> poke, poke. I, uh, I mean, Cypress has that and Jest has that. And yeah, I never so use those features. I never. I would like, like enjoy to them. officially let the two people, the following two people, know that it's unconscionable. Uh, Miguel and Marcel, I would like both of you to know that it's unconscionable that no one has yet built a standalone version of the PHP Storm test runner. Just, oh, I got you. You're talking like an Electron app. Yeah, I'm just. Okay. I just want to put that out into the universe so that everyone knows those two people, and spe- specifically, Frake, you should know this too. All those people who might do that. All you like, electron app people. All you electron app people. Like, I would like you to know it's unconscionable. I, I dig this electron. Uh, uh, I'm not going to call it a fad, 
but yeah. you know like this like new thing that people are doing yeah just building electron apps to make programming better have you used ray i haven't used it yet but i've it's really I'm good. excited about it yeah it i mean it really is awesome it like it's good. the kind of tool that looks good and then you buy it and then you start using it and then you go back to dd because you know you don't feel like starting it up again and then at some point you inevitably go no nah, i need ray yeah ray's better i still use d dd occasionally mm-hmm. um but uh but ray is really really nice it That's yeah cool. it's there should be a new feature of Ray. There should be a feature of Ray that it like overwrites all your DDs when it's running. Um, like it hijacks your DDs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it probably could do that. Um, anyway, um, but I get here are the here are the cons of Ray. I'm giving yeah. these after really like the endorsement is get Ray. You should yeah. like it. Really is good and it's worth it. Um. Okay, pros and cons really quick. One cool pro is Ray uh, shows you, um, you know, the debug output of whatever. You call Ray like you would DD and then you see it in the Electron app. The nice thing is you can click on the file reference of the debug output in Ray and it'll open up in VS Code, which is really, really nice for not leaving Rays around. Like, you know, how you leave mm-hmm. DDs around and you have to go digging for your DDs. Like, find oh, them. Yeah, yeah. what, what illuminate file did I throw yeah, two yeah. DDs in, right, you know? Right. So it's actually a nice feature that I've used quite a bit. Like you can just see all the rays and you can clean them up really quick. There should be a little delete great. button next to them. Yeah, that would be nice. So maybe just go sure. delete it from the file. It could anyway. do it. It knows yeah. the file name and number and line number. Um, the, one of the cons is, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, well, one thing is the Ray function doesn't output what you pass into it like DD does or like dump does. And I think that's a little bit, a little bit crazy. Doesn't output what you pass into it. What does that mean? You know, like you can, the really cool thing about dump is you can wrap anything in dump in line mm-hmm. and dump will return what was passed into it. And oh, also it doesn't dump return it is what you mean. Yeah. Like console.log doesn't return it. So I'm constantly in JavaScript. I can't just wrap console.log and inline expression. I have to like make a temporary variable first. Just tell them to fix that or make your own helper. Well, I'm just telling them right now. Yeah. So somebody should do that. Um, Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's unconscionable. Um, Cool. But yeah, PHP storm, it's it's all the trade-offs. You exactly the same trade-offs you think it is. It's like, first of all, you all of the skills and keyboard shortcuts and everything that you've developed over years of working in sublime text and then moving them over to vs code with you when you switch to vs code and then you know all of your muscle memory and everything congratulations welcome to the long uphill journey of recreating that in php storm like you should make an ebook um it's bad it's hard then there's all these text editing things that it does badly um and then there's all these things where like uh text editing just behaves differently like um command backspace do you use that so like i'm in insert mode right okay um and i want to delete everything from my cursor to the beginning of the line oh cool that's command backspace command backspace right yep and control backspace is i want to delete the whole word Okay. Or sorry, option backspace. Option backspace is word. Command backspace is whole line. Okay. That is true on the Mac in any place that you edit text. Oh, That's really? That's true in text Fine. editor. That's true in the URL bar. Hey there, Delilah. And then if I option backspace. command 
First two option. I don't know where the option key is. Alt. On this. Oh, got it. Yep. It worked. It worked. Okay. Now do command back. Um, dude. Okay. This is just basic Mac text editing. This cool. is how text editing works, right? Love it. Is it option backspace is delete the word. Command backspace yeah. is delete to the beginning of the line. Okay. Dig. PHP Storm, for some reason, nobody knows, decides, you know what they we want option back, command backspace to be? Instead of delete from the cursor to the beginning of the line, we're going to make it delete the entire line before and after the cursor. That's bad and stupid because that's not how that should huh. work. Right. VS Code works here. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Option backspace. Cool. Interesting. Anyway, Fun. there is a way to overwrite that deep in the VS Code settings, but like, or in, in the PHP Storm settings, but like. Who knows where that is, you know? Yeah. So anyway, these are these are the things. Cool. Like, I decided I'm going to install no additional plugins except for the Laravel Idea plugin, the IDE Helper plugin, and uh, some other plugin that like is like basic Laravel support stuff, right? Like Blade templates yep. or something like that, right? Um, and I'm basically like most of my most of what I've done is turning things off. You know, like uh, there's these inspections are what they're called, which is basically like uh, like it looks at your code and tells you if something is bad and that you can fix it. Right. Yep. yep. So sort of like CS fixer rules or something. Mm -hmm. um, well, like half the ones that are enabled by default are very bad. Um, you know, like it yells at you if you don't declare a return type. It does all this stuff. Right. Yeah. And this is oh. separate from your CS fixer config. We have a CS fixer config. Right. Oh boy. Um, right. The, you understand why these why all these people are like this. It's because their yeah. their editor made them like this. Yeah. Um but anyway, so I disabled all like a lot of the inspections, whatever. Um I had to change like by default, like if you don't change it, like when you add a class, it doesn't import it. It just sticks the entire FQCN in your code. Like stuff like that, you know, so you have to change all these things to like make using it an okay experience. Um, mm -hmm. You have to get your, the line spacing is bad. All the fonts are bad. Everything's terrible. So you have to make it like kind of usable. And then once you're there, most of the bad things are gone. Ex I had to spend forever duplicating all of my command palette shortcuts from VS Code. Um, like command P, command shift P, command R, command shift R. Yeah. Most of those work exactly how they should now. Um, kind of. Except there's this command E, which is recent files. Um, which I want to do by just pressing command P and then down. Yeah. But when you open uh, the like search for file dialog, it does know, like if you press command P on my setup, and then press backspace, then you will get a list of files in chronological order. Oh, it does not just But it there. remembers the last thing you typed, and there's no way to make it not remember that. And so you don't start with just an empty input. You start with, like, the last thing you typed there. Huh. Which is so annoying. Um, yeah. If anyone knows how to stop that, please tell me. Um, anyway, it's basically, like, now that I've invested 15 hours into making it okay... It's okay. You know, I'm slower in it. Sometimes randomly I'll be typing and it'll just like stop putting the letters on the screen for two seconds while it <laughs> does something with my CPU. Yep. And, and then it'll like catch up, you know. 
Yep. It's slow. It's big. It's janky. The terminal, like I, I, you know, are like, you know, the thing, the command KT, command KT for the terminal. That uh, I, I, stole I just from do you. command T, but yeah. Oh, you have command okay. T now. I just do. I've always had command T. Okay. It's like an inconsistency. I think I made mine into because I use it so much. I made mine into command KT. Um, yeah. but anyway. I have the exact same one set up as you do where it's like, if it's not in focus, then it will put it in focus. Yeah. If it is in focus, it'll close it. Right. Right. If it's not open, it'll open it. Right. So it's that like little three-way circle. Yeah. Trying to duplicate that with the terminal in, v- in PHP Storm, I think is impossible to have one keyboard shortcut do all those things. Okay. Because uh, PHP Storm has this idea of like active panel, like which panel is active. And then there's all these shortcuts for like close the active panel. Yeah. So like instead of having like command KB, like open and close your left panel. Yeah. Closes whatever is focused. It just closes whatever is focused. So now I have to go command KT. If it's not in focus and I want to close it, instead of just hitting the shortcut twice, Mm -hmm. I now have to hit the shortcut and then hit shift escape to close active panel. Yeah. Which sucks. So anyway. Basically, it kind of sucks, but it's fine. Um, yep. And, but unfortunately, that's kind of where I was at with my VS Code setup too. Is like, and it kind of sucks, but it's fine. So, I'm probably going to still do the thing that I was talking about of like going in and digging into VS Code from scratch and trying to make a decent, clean setup, and feel like which of those sucks more and which one is more fine. I am not happy with the state of editing. Daniel, um, I, I I hear you, but I can't help but think that if your editor was set up like mine, you wouldn't have issues. And I can't help but think that you setting up your editor like mine is like copy and pasting two files away. You know? Um. Yeah, but I think here's the thing. Did you do it? Did you try? Did you try pasting the files? No, I didn't. I didn't get there. Daniel, um, didn't you promise me? I promised you. I, yeah, yeah. That when I did my VS Code deep dive, that I would start there. But I instead didn't do that yet. Your um, dog. Here's the thing, Caleb. I need to absolutely not copy from other people. I need to. I need this to originate from my own brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get you. Yeah, I think we've been here before. I think we've had this conversation. And I will try it. Deja right? vu. But like I cannot have <laughs> keyboard shortcuts I don't know about. I know. You know? I know. Like I know, Daniel. I can't have but, you sticking keyboard shortcuts in my thing that I don't know don't about do that it. do shit I don't this know. What you do? You open the two files, key bindings mm-hmm. and settings from yeah. the course, right? You have them open. And then you look at something in it and you go, copy and paste or not? Mm-hmm. And then you do that. And then you don't the other stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you will have built what you want. Yeah. Maybe. And then sure. never look at it again. I never, ever touch my key bindings or settings files since I put the book out. I've never touched them once. I haven't even opened it hmm. for myself. Hmm. For reals. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good flow. It, I'm sure I basically it is, don't I'm not, have any listen, issues. I'm not, I'm not saying that I don't think you have one of the better. I know. It's setups. just hard for me to hear that you're like, I, think oh, you I can't get VS Code have... to do what I want. I'm like, dude. It's, but it's not that it's not that I can't get it to do what I want. It's that I like enabled too many things, and now I don't know where right. everything's from, and I need to strip away everything. 
and your solution to stripping away to my expressing like I need to strip away everything is like, mm -hmm. what if instead of doing that, you just copied the thing where I did that, but I did it better than you did. Right. Exactly. But I don't want that. I want to strip away everything and build up from nothing. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Like, all right. All right. That's, that's what I, and so that's why I'm, that's kind of what I'm doing in PHP storm right now is just like disabling everything only at like, I was like, I'm only going to use this as a text editor. I'm going to use PHP Storm as a text editor and not use any of its fucking stupid IDE features, right? Until yeah. I realize that I need one. And then yeah. I will add it, right? But I'm not going to browse. Like, I don't know what features it has. I don't browse them because I'm not interested in learning about the new features of PHP Storm. I'm interested mm -hmm. in getting a good code editing experience. And then like, if things that would have been plugins in VS Code are just features in PHP Storm, that's nice, right? Because plugins in VS Code have baggage, and I don't want that baggage, right? So anyway, that's the thing. Is like, is there a way that like with two plugins or less, I can make a PHP Storm thing that's as good as my VS Code thing with thirty plugins? You know? Yeah. So anyway, this is. This is the road I'm going down. I don't think PHP Storm is good. I don't enjoy it. But I don't enjoy anything right now. <laughs> so. Yeah. I smell you, Deke. I kind of just want to go back to Sublime Text. Do it. Do it, bro. I, uh, text editors I, rule. Jeff Way just uh, tweeted out something like, I don't know, like Sublime. Did you see that his Sublime tweet? Mm. I don't know. It, it it was it wasn't like a noteworthy tweet or anything, but it was just somebody again talking about Sublime and that like if they just one day just come back and say, "Hey, we have the same Sublime as before, but with like a handful of the features that drove you all away from it." Like a built-in terminal. They rule the world. You, you put Basically, a built-in terminal in Sublime. Type? Honestly, if Sublime had a built-in terminal, it might rule the world. That it might be everything that you need. I don't need the the debugging in VS Code. Mm -mm. I don't need. I I really really like the Git GUI. Mm -hmm. Love that, and I would love VS Code to have or Sublime to have that. I love the. You ever see the timeline panel in VS Code in the the Files Explorer? So you know the sidebar, the File Explorer, in the sidebar. There's a timeline toggle. So any file you have open, you can hit the timeline and it'll show you. It's like a git blame. Whoa. You can just like go to any version of that file and just shows you the commit messages. That's nice. It it is incredibly useful. It's like probably the most useful git feature aside from committing mm -hmm. that an editor could offer you. Mm -hmm. So anyway, whatever. Um, um yeah, yeah. I mean so if Sublime like copied like three things, like basically the git GUI and the terminal. Then and I then like some save actions would be valuable. What do you mean? So basically just like run the following uh, command line oh, sure. command on save of any yep. file. Right? Because then you could do like CS Fixer. You're formatting stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's all. Wasn't there another Adam. editor who was attempting to take over? No. Brackets? Nope. Newer one. Newer. Um, new code editor. That's yeah. That's gonna be uh, Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot listed here. This is really funny. So like, um, 
Yeah, no, it's like a project that has a landing page and might not even exist yet type deal. <laughs> um, new code editor 2021, I don't know. Maybe it'll show up. Um, maybe not. Ah, shoot. I wish I could remember, but real Notepad++ still comes up on a lot of these top editor lists. Crazy. It's pretty wild. That's insane. People using Notepad++. That's wild. Crazy. Bluefish. I don't even know what Bluefish, Bluefish is. Bluefish is a Linux one. Okay. Vim. Yeah. Yep. Not not seeing it, Daniel, but there's one that like, you know, you go to the landing page and you're like, oh, the future has arrived. Mm-hmm. Like finally, somebody who really cares about like minimalism me. and user experience. Yeah. Who yeah. really cares about me is like creating an editor. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, if anybody knows about what I'm talking about, please tweet at me, please. Tag Daniel as well. Tag me for sure. I got to know. I got Daniel, to know. Um, yeah. Yeah, Daniel. Yeah, Deke. Doik. Shall we... Uh, hit the button? Yeah, let's hit the button, dude. Yeah, which button do we hit first? Podcast. Uh, yeah, so let's cue the outro music. Now, now but.